Hola amigos and welcome to the Add to Houston Amigos podcast, a podcast for young professionals in the marketing and advertising industry who are learning to navigate their early career. I am Guido Falcone, immediate past president of Add to Houston, joined today by my first time co-host Jacob. Hi, this is Jacob Danton, the co-communications chair of Add to Houston and producer of this fine program. Yes, thank you so much for helping me out today, Jacob. No problem, we called him out to the majors and he said, put me in, coach. We are joined today by Dana Hewling, owner and creative director of BID and Active Houston alumni. Hey, Dana, thank you for joining us today. Hola, amigos. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're very excited to have you. I just re- I cannot believe we've gone like 20 episodes and, I, and you've never been on a single one of them. I blame Rose Garza. Yes, absolutely. Send all the hate mail to, <laughs> to Rose. This was not my fault at all. <laughs> So Dana, you have been involved with Add to an AAF for a number of years now. I know that you were part of the board when I joined uh, many years ago. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved and, you know, kind of where it went from there? So I got involved with AAF and Add to, um, I forgot what year that was. I've been familiar with the organization since I was in college. They familiarized us with it, but I really wasn't involved until... What year was Harvey? 2017. 2017, yes. So I, before that, I popped into an event or two. I met then-president Garrett Ruffner and um, just said hi. But I'm antisocial and introvert, so I kind of just don't do things. (laughs) (laughs) But then after Harvey, he checked in. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I probably should make more friends. So I showed up to the cook-off that they have in November. It's always around my birthday. I think it was my birthday that year. And I hung out. You guys really just won me over. And then I went to another meeting, found out I was now co-creative chair. So <laughs> Yeah, it that's... really happens like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we get you. Yeah, that, and then the rest was history. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Because I was still in college in 2017, you know, regardless of my age. So I yeah I think I didn't get involved until like a year later and you had already been there for a while so uh, you were one of the people that I kind of latched onto when I first started I was like oh I like her she's cool she's very creative I should talk to her oh thank you you definitely kept me sane when we went to Ad America oh, in right. Chicago Chicago that was yeah. that was great that was good times <laughs> <laughs> you recently won a Mosaic uh, Special Judges Award um, can you tell us a little bit a little bit about that and how that came to be. Yes. So AF has the Mosaic Awards. I don't know when it got started, but it is meant to highlight and celebrate people in the advertising industry trying to encourage um, more diversity and inclusion within the advertising space. And they have a ton of different categories. And so I was entered. Kate sent it to me like, she think you should enter. Friend of, the, um, friend of the club, Kay Krennic. Yes, shout out to Kay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So I did enter and they, yeah. And then I found out that, yeah, we won the special judges award. And they, and I was like, I have no idea what this means. <laughs> <laughs> Not very descriptive. Yes, right? but eventually they told me that it was that we, I didn't fully meet ca- the criteria for one of the categories that they had already outlined. But they were extremely impressed with my application and just the work that I've done so far that it deserved recognition. So 
that. I, I feel like that that is special in itself. So I'm very thankful. Oh, yeah. yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, we're very thankful that you are having a part of this organization and also a part of this industry, right? And uh, the Mosaic Awards recognizes, like you said, people who push diverse, diversity and inclusion in our industry. And I've always thought that you did a great job at that. Thank you. It really has been an amazing journey and with that we are fortunate enough to work with a majority of minority owned business a lot of black owned business a lot of black women owned businesses um a ton of our uh, team is diverse mm -hmm. in all arenas backgrounds genders and it's all of those things and yeah, so we're always about giving back and just, and so we do a lot of sharing voices that don't normally get shared and putting people on or trying to help them just be on a level playing field in the branding, marketing, advertising space. Yeah, that's amazing. Nice. Yeah. So you started BID eight years ago, not seven. <laughs> Why? I just found that out. What spurred you to start your own agency? Yes, no, I, I like making sure people know it's seven. Oh, eight. Yes, yeah, even, even I forget. Even <laughs> I forget. Yes, we've been around eight years. It's oh, been, my goodness. That's almost a decade. <gasps> we had, that was two presidents ago, if you um, guys are keeping track. I'm getting, I'm getting old. That's an old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was for me to start agency. I don't take direction. Well, I'm just joking. Um, oh, I thought you were really going to go with that. <laughs> Well, I mean, if I it depends it. on who you ask. They might agree with that yeah. statement. But no, in all honesty, I started it was just by chance. You could say I could get like, super religious and just say it's the Lord's plan. And it, and it is. Uh, but I moved here to I moved to Houston in 2013. My last job moved me literally on the anniversary of the day I arrived in Houston. One year later, they fired me for some mess. <laughs> And that's I for the bonus <laughs> yes, and then I tried applying, but I spent that whole year just doing my work, um, working excessively. So I made like no friends, especially not in the advertising community. And it was rough. I was either told I had not enough experience, or I was too experienced, which was weird. And so I couldn't get You're too good for that. <laughs> Can't let you do it. None of the agencies would like really take me seriously. Y'all know mm, who you yeah. are. <laughs> uh, and I just kept getting freelance work, kept getting freelance work um, online. First one was from back in Florida. And then I eventually got my first Houston client. I'm going to shout her out, Meryl Crawford. Um, we connected on Thumbtack. And she likes to joke that I was her first successful online um, match. <laughs> <laughs> but I did work for her plumbing company and... Just meeting her the day I met her, she's just such a light and such an inspiration in terms of women-owned business. Just see a woman running a plumbing company that is dope. I just saw her and I was like, I'm going to own my own business too. Like, I can do it. I've always been about yeah. a security net, having stable income. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stop applying. Don't care even if they call. I'm yeah. done. We're, we're full um, self-employed from here on out. And that was... The beginning of the end. Whoa. Or the beginning. Beginning of the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> beginning I of the hope beginning, it's not the end. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the end of some of my sanity. The, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it takes a lot of guts. And it takes a lot of grit 
to start your own business and it it's very impressive. Right. Yeah. Real quick, what is Thumbtack? Thumbtack is one of those like online um, platforms. I can't say it's like Upwork or something, but people can request jobs and then you have, I guess us as a service provider, yeah. we mm-hmm. can send a quote and okay. then the people review it and if they want, they can talk to you and ask questions and then they can pick your job. Right. Is that still around? I've never yeah, heard, of I haven't heard of it. Yeah, because I haven't heard of it. No, it's still around. It's evolved over mm. time because yeah. you know you all you had Angie's List, which is just Angie's now. Yeah. So it's just you have a, you can request a bunch of different mm-hmm. professionals in mm. different categories. Oh, that's interesting. To yeah. those platforms, I'm not on it anymore. Oh. We scaled oh. up. We leveled up a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. I would so, I would think not. <laughs> so don't look on Thumbtack for her. Yeah. You will not find her. Right. So you are a full uh, full service agency. However, you began your journey as a freelancer. What led to the decision to expand the array of services of BID? To expand the services. So, yes, I did start freelancer. It was just me. Um, I am what you would call a multifaceted designer. So I can design logos, print, collateral. I design and code websites. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. I do. Right? <laughs> Triple yeah. Yeah. So it, it's I do too much, I think. And I thought, and I believe that confused people immensely. (laughs) So I, yeah, I would be designing things and trying to help them fill in. Like when we first did websites, I didn't write any copy because I don't like writing copy like that. Sure. Um, And I'd build these, I'd design these great web pages and I'd be waiting months for clients to give me copy. And when they finally give me copy, I get three sentences. (laughs) <laughs> so I have this big page with three sentences, and I'm like, I definitely said 500 words, but okay. Huh. Um, so like, we need a writer on yeah. the team. I need a writer to help get fill that gap. But also, I was getting people, okay, I did their logo, and they're like, okay, I need someone to do a business card, or I need someone to do a website. Can you refer me? I was like, well, we do that. Or if I specifically built their website, I did their website, and then they come back, oh, okay, yeah, so now we need, like, this banner created can you help me figure out that they never they only could ever mm-hmm. connect me with this one service yeah. that we did and never as a as the partner i would want to be for them to help them as as full, more comprehensive that's the word i should use right as a comprehensive solution and so that is really what led to being an agency also realizing that i don't want to or can't do all of the things that would fill some of those gaps like building a proper website really does need a solid copywriter to yeah yeah especially yeah yes did did you you said you coded the websites did you go to school for coding or did you like teach yourself i taught myself how to code that's impressive that is amazing yeah (laughs) and i actually blame The University of South Florida Zimmerman Advertising Program. Uh, I blame South Florida for a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. most people yeah. do. They made us, as part of like our whole graduation packet, we had to do this self-promo kit, and mm-hmm. we had to oh. make our own page. They ne- they like taught us like two basic things where they're like, there's stuff on YouTube, go figure <laughs> oh, it goodness. out, but you need this page <laughs> right. to build to graduate. So That's I funny. built my website, yeah. and then someone heard, oh, you built a website? Yeah. Here's a hundred bucks. Can you do this little thing for me? I was like, nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Took the hundred bucks and moved to Houston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a few steps between that, but basically, yeah, it was just like, yeah. Once someone in college figures out you can maybe kind of, sort of, almost do something, right. like quick to throw man- money at it, and then you kind of just 
you know, yeah, figure it out and move along and then charge more money. Yeah. No, that's amazing because I, okay, I think it's been long enough. I've cheated on my HTML class in college. That's the only coding training I have. So none at all. So I I just didn't get it. Now I, I have to learn it for work, but I... Have you seen, have you seen the impressive. app that teaches you coding? Okay. It's like Duolingo for coding. Um, we you... need the name of that app so we can drop it on this <laughs> podcast for everybody. I don't know how legit it is, but I've been seeing advertisements for it. We should look into that just because <laughs> I kind of need to learn it. But no, it's impressive that you you taught yourself coding because coding is basically learning a different language. Yeah. yeah so this yeah. is why I would always say I am a web designer developer. Mm-hmm. I will never take the credit of being a web developer. Yes, I can code. Yes, I can build a functional website, but yeah. I do not love code enough. I literally remember years back when I was trying to, early in the days, I was trying to figure out how to get a contact form to submit. I spent weeks on this thing, weeks. <laughs> I literally woke up screaming because I had like numbers and symbols and equal signs oh, no. like chasing me in my dreams. <laughs> and I'm still mad because I, once I finally figured out why this one field was not submitting, it was missing a semicolon. That's um, always the case, isn't it? Like, I've heard so many one, stories about yeah. that with coding. It was wow. missing a semicolon. So, no, I do not love coding. I'm like, if you need a custom program developed, I am not your yeah. girl. I can make you a cute logo, though. <laughs> <laughs> People need to understand that there's a difference between a website designer and a website developer. Yes. And right. I, don't think, I think that gets lost a lot. Yeah. Most yeah. times they don't overlap so you yeah. have someone who focuses strictly on the front end and that's the design aspect and then someone who does the back end they usually yeah. do not overlap yeah well, that's a nice tangent to go into very important though <laughs> so let me let me pull back a little bit so as founder owner and creative director you wear just a lot of hats how do you balance your duties to bid uh just try and fail and then try some more uh i had to so like chumba wumba yeah. You get back, you you get knocked back. You, you get, get knocked up down, again. you get up again. You get knocked yeah. down, you get up again. Yeah. That's basically how it is when, yeah, when you're a business owner. And then, because I like to tell people, I like to simplify it. I'm an entrepreneur, and I would say I, I need to step in to make sure I remember that I am very much a serious businesswoman. Mm-hmm. But I am still, at the heart, a designer. I love design. Mm-hmm. I love creativity. I did not go to school for business. I'm just yeah. half the time, I'm just happy that people give me money <laughs> to do what I'm doing. I'm just like, yeah. oh, it's somebody and I get to have fun? Okay, great. But understanding yeah. the ins and outs of it is crazy. So to really balance everything, um, there was levels to that. I remember Tiffany Williams from Twice Media, shout out Tiffany, gave me the e-myth uh, revisited by Michael E. Gerber my second year in. That kind of changed my perspective on everything is probably one of the several reasons we're still around this long, mm. but understanding who I am. So I am a technician at heart. I mm. love doing the work, but as a business owner, you can't get lost in just doing the work. You have right. to actually run yeah. the business. Yeah. Um, and that involves also managing people. So making sure that I intentionally take time to manage people, which also involves delegating. I never used to be good at delegating <laughs> yeah. because I do. That's probably why I did all the, as much as I did. But realizing that there are other people who are just as capable, and we can do more, grow more, help more mm-hmm. people if we have a, a solid team on board. So making sure that I get the right people in place, let them do their jobs, 
and just kind of just manage, make sure that the process is going on. So balancing, running the business, managing the people, being innovative and entrepreneurial in this crazy time, and then also doing the part that I do actually love and makes it all worth it. Yeah, that's amazing. I no, yeah. I mean, as a creative, no one really prepares you for the business side of the business, right? Yeah. It's like you know, you gotta charge yeah. taxes on a logo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just know that. I, I guess we just kind of assume well, you're gonna go work at an agency, or you're gonna work somewhere. They're gonna pay you, and they're gonna take care of all that. Uh, you know, business side of it, but when you become a freelancer and we start doing all this, it it's all quickly you. really yeah. yeah adds up, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of stuff that goes onto it. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, what was the biggest surprise you found when you were starting your own agency? Biggest surprise. Uh, besides taxes. doing your own taxes, yeah, besides paying taxes. <laughs> taxes was crazy. That one was when I was like, why would I charge taxes <laughs> right? on this? <laughs> Um, but no, so taxes. Why would I pay taxes? <laughs> no, charge tax, okay, sales taxes. I'm sorry, was I, the part. It's like you really want to say that on. Okay. Oh no, it's this is a national sales podcast. Tax. You don't want. Yeah. I was surprised on the sales tax because we actually yeah. follow several sales tax codes. Like a website is to tax something about taxable eighty percent of it. It's like. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Web hosting is non-taxable under $20 a month. If it's more than $20, then you charge sales. It's wow. a lot of different rules. It's very, very convoluted. And confusing. Yes. <laughs> but no, the actual real biggest surprise, the thing that really just surprised me, and I think sometimes it still surprises me today, is I still don't understand how, it was never made clear to me how much of my job is babysitting grown folks. <laughs> <laughs> do tell because <laughs> with your again I'm not a micromanager because I got enough going on my own plate but just making sure everyone is in line everyone does their thing um, following time timelines in the team that's one thing and that actually usually isn't too bad because I make sure you know I, I hire good people on fortunately I've been able to hire good people but clients <laughs> so we have all of our contracts and this was something i put very very early on is we have this lovely like i almost don't give people timelines but i will give them timelines when they ask yeah but all of our timelines have this lovely beautiful asterisk that i stand behind 100 percent, mm. and it says bid will not be held responsible for any delays due to things that are out of our control because i tell mm. people like we can get i've done logos yeah. in two weeks right. for people. Yeah, We've done logos in four months. And all of that comes down to how long they take to mm -hmm. give us feedback. Yeah. So we followed up with people and they go ghost for six weeks. So I don't expect how you expect something to be done in two months when you <laughs> and don't, don't speak to us. Yeah. Um, so that has been probably, because yeah, you'll have people that will tell you, oh yeah, no, I'm going to be responsive. I know what I want. I'm mm -hmm. real decisive. But life yeah. happens, and so I can also understand that. But please communicate with your people. <laughs> if you cannot respond, like, let us know mm -hmm. so that we can yeah. adjust our timelines accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they go ghost. Oh, that's, an, that's an excellent clause to have, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, or anything. It's so good. Do, yeah. <laughs> yes. it's, it not Because it not only 
slows down their progress, their progress, but it can also get in the way of progress with other clients too. Right. Yes. When you're trying to get stuff done, like, well, and now they come back to you and they expect an answer right away and you are working on a completely different project because they didn't get back to you. I mean, it oh, happens. Yeah, yeah it's, it messes, really messes up the whole train because like I said, especially the ones I've had people go ghost for three months. It's like I've taken on three other clients in yeah. that time. Like my timeline, th- when we signed you and started the project is no longer the same timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and because you weren't clear on where, what was going on on your end, we kind of, we had to keep moving. We can't right. be yeah. stagnant, but now you want to just kind of come back and jump in and expect us to work on your timeline. And as we try to accommodate and we try to accommodate most times and we usually are able to handle it, but it's actually quite disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that part has been the part ha- that has surprised me the most in being able to navigate that realistically. So I, because I'm the owner, I also, of course, wear that account manager hat. Oh. And so any account managers or aspiring account managers, that's really probably going to be the one <laughs> thing that will drive you crazy. And then, of course, in turn, it will drive the creatives waiting on feedback crazy because you have a person who designed something super inspired from the meeting, the creative brief, all that discussion, and now two months goes by. Yeah, (laughs) They've worked on (laughs) six other projects, and now you want us to come back and tap into that previous inspiration. Mm -hmm. It's no no longer there. The (laughs) the project's done. I already did the thing. It does not work on cue. Yeah, it's not something we just like put in a little jar in a box on the shelf and then can reopen it once right. you're ready to keep moving. <laughs> it's rather difficult. Yeah. So as we mentioned before, you wear a lot of hats, right? You are, like you say, you're the product manager, sorry, the account manager, account manager probably pro- project manager too, and designer, coder for some reason. I still don't understand <laughs> why you chose to do that. Um but, but obviously, like I said, a lot of hats. So what have you found is the best way to deal with all the stress that comes with this, right? And how do you take care of your mental health while you're trying to run this business and make sure it's successful? That has been a process. So I've always been pretty good at kind of understanding some of my boundaries, but I'm also, sadly, I guess an overachiever. So I also struggle. It's it's this weird dynamic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm constantly doing a lot. I'm constantly moving around, but also just making time to do things that just bring you joy is extremely important. So whether it just be resting. So I know they say to be successful, you shouldn't be watching TV. I love TV. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, we live in a golden age of yeah, television. We all, we all do. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So I love me some TV. I love doing art. Uh, we have art nights with Hasana. Oh, yeah. That's, that For, makes me happy. Art to Houston alumni, Hasana yes. Tari. Yes. Just name dropping all over the place. <laughs> You're just over here showing off how many cool people you know. All right. <laughs> yeah. And, but even more so last year, being intentional with setting boundaries and being transparent. Mm-hmm. So it's been a part of our, who our culture is. That's why we're closed on Fridays. That's nice. really cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at that four-day four day work week. week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we Dang. instilled that right before the pandemic, actually. 
it was always something I wanted to do. And I was like, I'm just going to do it in January and February 1st, 2020. Oh yeah. We went to a four day work week. Nice. Oh wow. Yeah. Some weeks I'm still working, but it's yeah. fun to have the boundary. So if I mm-hmm. email a client, we let them know this is a special occasion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do not expect responses on Fridays at a time. Put a little we, asterisk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we let them know. We right. try to let people know our hours. Um, right. well, also, why my cell phone number is also not on my business cards. Smart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, as I understand it, I think Fridays are kind of like the slower days anyway. Because uh, you're, you're right at Friday, the weekend. Yeah. No one's trying to get stuff done. It depends. So when you work with most businesses, yes. Mm-hmm. But then you have um, some of the newer entrepreneurs. Uh, if yeah, they still yeah. work in corporate, because their Fridays are usually <laughs> more flexible, they tend to be the most active on Fridays. Oh, did you know I didn't thought of that? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you, because my job doesn't listen to this podcast, uh, <laughs> not a whole lot gets done on a Friday. I, not in my experience, even when I try to get people to help me. So, yeah, I can see why having that extra day off a week, and that's good for you. That means that you get to focus on other stuff, maybe clear your head. Yeah, even just running errands, <laughs> doing all the other things. Doing your laundry, finally. Yeah, right. Doing yeah. laundry, like the basic stuff, but then I still, if I can have Friday be my errand day now, I still have my Saturday, Sundays. If I want to work, then Sunday, that's by Monday. my choice. But, just yeah, having balance and then Obviously, our team loves that we're closed Fridays. Yeah. Um, so that has also been a very good, you know, perk. Yeah. Her. No, and I'm 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 glad uh, that's uh, very interesting and that's very, very. Pro- I I from what I've read, the four day weekend has been very productive for a lot of companies. That they notice that they get more stuff done, mm-hmm. less time is being wasted. Uh, honestly, I kind of hope that more job more work places will start going to that right it's it's definitely something that's going to be coming up a lot more i think i think so too so. especially now that you already work from home anyways yeah, yeah with working from home being more popular and yeah yeah makes sense yeah so what advice do you have for young people who may be thinking of starting their own agencies in the future Advice I have for young people. Don't do it. I'm just joking. No. Start. That was going to be my joke. <laughs> it was like your joke. Okay. I stole it. I'm sorry. No, no my advice. You know more than I do. About it. <laughs> no, honestly, be, I would. It wasn't. If you're really serious, so I don't feel like everyone should feel pressured into starting their own agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it is not fun. I would say 90% of the time. The the parts that make it worth it are really good enough and big enough that you know you struggle you suffer through that all the negative parts yeah. of it. But yeah, just don't feel pressured. But if you're like serious this is what I want to do mm-hmm. um and I want to move forward, the things that I would say is get a mentor. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Having Meryl, I think, made the utmost difference. Meryl? In, yeah, Meryl, my, my mentor. The one the one who owned the plumbing company. Oh, so she became your mentor too? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, see, she, we missed that. Okay, okay that's I thought amazing. I said it. Yeah. But yes, no, Meryl became, became my mentor. Um, she connect. 
whether she knows it or not, I'm pretty sure she connected me with like half the clients that I made um, over time. And so she was just a really, really big and huge source of inspiration, guidance, support, advice, all of those things. And I'm so thankful for her. And just even just the, I guess, more so informal mentors, because my clients have been really helpful and they'll give me bits and pieces of advice and suggestions along the way. They've never been selfish with mm-hmm. information, and I, I love that for them and for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so get a mentor and I would say connect with people that are different from you, that are where you want to be or have different backgrounds, different experiences, because that helps broaden your scope, broaden your mindset. That's why I love being a part of Add2 and AAF. Um, that has also been a huge impact for me. Um, getting around all of those different perspectives helps like increase my thought bubble. As creative as I might think I am and as unique as my experiences might have been, there's still only one set of experiences. And so the more you can expose yourself to and be open to then, you know, it just fills you with new ideas, new thoughts, and just options Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have had without those people. It's fantastic. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do it wasn't the actual advice. (laughs) (sighs) Don't like don't do it if you don't feel like if it's not what you really, really want to do. Right. You have to be a hundred percent on it because otherwise not a game. It's not it's not a game. Because like it really if someone told me about the whole taxes and different (laughs) bank accounts and the us ungodly amount of emails. Like I probably oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the taxes alone just sound daunting. That's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it sounds, um, yeah. It, no, that's why. Literally, yeah. the first contractor I hired, the first team member, like when I started like actively building a company, wasn't the writer that I mentioned. Like, or I tried to make it seem like the first person I hired was an accountant. Right. That's I'm like, I do not want to go to jail. <laughs> I don't want to mess this up. Right. Well, yeah. So no, I yeah, I hired the accountant. Yeah, uh, from the people we talk to and the things that are here, I mean, once you start that company, that uh, agency, I mean, it's almost like taking a bunch of jobs on at the mm-hmm. same time. You're taking a bunch of jobs on, plus you have a bunch of people telling you why you're very bad at them so Mm. that they can avoid giving you money. (laughs) (laughs) Some people tell me I'm bad at stuff all the time, and they're not my clients, like people (laughs) in the streets. But no, yeah, that makes sense, right? I mean, you are putting out your, uh, what are they called, proposals, and people are like, no, I don't think so, yes. So that rejection also becomes normal, right, a lot of the time. You get used to the rejection. I think I've started taking, when people tell me, oh, yeah, no, this sounds expensive, I take that as a compliment now. It's not nice. rejection anymore. Yeah. Just like because there's a whole, there's some audio, I've seen it on Instagram reels where it's like, it's not that I'm expensive, it's just I am out of your budget. Right. Wow. I love uh-huh. those audios. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. The, the reels. And so I, think, I find that one great. Yeah. The ones that are annoying. <laughs> Are where we go through the process mm-hmm. and everything's good. They approve it and stuff. And all of a sudden, when it's time to pay the final bill, they're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, well, I didn't really like it." 
That's oh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> or I, yeah, we decided to not use it. Go over different yeah. directions. Like, well, I mean, if you don't use it, that's fine. I still did the work. You signed off on all of yep. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Def. pay me. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> pay the people you hire. I don't yes. feel like that's an unpopular opinion. Um, no, no, this is great. That that makes a lot of sense. There's uh, so many things that go into making your own agency, running any sort of business uh, that we don't think about. And, you know, it's thank you so much for sharing some of your experiences because I think people would appreciate to not be blindsided by it when the time comes and it's like, yeah, hey, you're going to pay taxes for the first year. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's like a lot, and I still I don't want it to be negative because obviously I've stuck around the eight years. Yeah, probably thought about closing nearly like seven thousand times, <laughs> but obviously there's good aspects and some really yes. mo- monumental aspects of the people that I've met, the clients that we've helped impact, the grateful ones. <laughs> because when you see a client just be so excited, never thinking that their brand could look that great or their message could come across yeah. as effectively as they can, because we're in advertising with branding marketing our jobs are you know minuscule in the grand scheme of things but when i think about it we're helping other small businesses be able to grow and ideally hire more people employ more people and um, feed their families yes so we're making some level of impact and we're playing our role in, uh, you know, like I said, sh- sharing stories, yeah. helping move the needle on change. Uh, so it's it's part also up to us to use our powers for good. So that's, for me, it has been worth it. And I think because of the support system I've built, I've been able to weather, you yeah. know, the bad times. Like after Harvey, no one was paying anybody. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think there that were... was rough. Also, at the beginning of COVID, no one was doing anything. Mm-mm. So oh, there's goodness, going to yeah. be hard times. Unexpected so, times as well. Unexpected right. times. But there yeah. also will be some really amazing times. Like the work we've done for AAF and the student conference that got us our Addy. Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> I want to talk to you about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's great. And, you know, the work you do is fantastic. I've seen most of it because, you know, I, I just love this stuff you do. And I, I know that the industry is better off because you're part of it, because of the stuff that you're doing out there. And, again, we talked about Mosaic, right? We talked about pushing diversity. Um, and, you know, we talked about, you just talked about helping all these small businesses grow and, you know, provide jobs for people and all this So. BID, be impactful daily, right? That's one of the things. Okay. Yes. You guys also do a yearly uh, events be impactful day where yeah. you volunteer typically, right, for nonprofits. Um, can you talk a little bit just before we go about why you decided to start that and, you know, uh, maybe what it entails? So, yes, be impactful day with uh, with. This year was made the seventh annual Be Impactful Day, and it is our annual day of service. It's held on the fourth Saturday in April, and it's meant to encourage hands-on giving back to our community. So the first year we did volunteer at the Herman Park Conservancy. We've also cool. served um, other organizations like AAF, CSTEM, uh, Star of Hope, and others. 
feel like there's another one. But one of the main reasons why I am so passionate about giving back, because it's always, again, about bettering our community overall. But one of the things that happened in my early years, I was hanging out with a lot of successful businesswomen, and I admire them. But me being year one and still trying to figure out what I was doing, I had no money. <laughs> so <laughs> when anything, any need came ar came around, these women were really big on, you know, putting a check and writing a check for support, mm. which is good because the organizations, yes, need the money. But when they write the check, what happened after that? Mm. It's like you write the check and then I guess hope that things happen. Right. Yeah. Um, that's oh, used properly. That's used properly. Right. That, yeah. you know, some level of change was made. Also, my love language is acts of service. So I do like doing mm. things for other people. And I feel like when you go there, so when we were at Star of Hope, we helped serve food, we wrote cards. When you go there, you get to see the people, you get to experience how you being there, even if it's only, you know, two hours of your time, you being there has made some level of change. And I'm one of our hopes is, you know, whether they just learn something for that afternoon, sometimes it inspires people to, oh, you know, this really connected with me. This made a difference. I want to do more. And maybe they will can mm. then write that check because now they value that organization or that experience or they go back another time without us. Yeah. So that's what we the hope for being Packville Day is. So we'll be doing it mm -hmm. again next year. Yeah, It's amazing. And you guys are doing great things. You are both an entrepreneur and a philanthropist. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, again, Dana, you know, I think we're just going to wrap it up. Thank you so much. It's been just amazing. Uh, it's always fun to hang out with you. I mean, we just had lunch. So we've been talking for about four hours now. Um, and I could go for longer, if I'm being honest. You and I yeah. always have such a great time. Well, yeah, no, we'll keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is there um, anywhere that people can find you online? Nope. No. Just, <laughs> don't look for me. <laughs> don't look for me. Not Told on Thumbtack. No, yeah. definitely not on Thumbtack. Not on Thumbtack. Told you I'm an introvert. No. Right. I'm on Twitter. Oh. I'm on Twitter. You can I'm find me at UniDana. I should probably change my <laughs> handle. But no. This is perfect. Yeah, you, you need VAD. You Let's need change Dana, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need Dana. That's on Twitter. I am... I mean, and then, of course, all the BID stuff. BID stuff's public. Twitter is actually my only public profile. I'm also on LinkedIn, of course. Yeah. Um, but we're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn for BID. BID's website is bidcreative.com. You can see some of our work. Definitely need to update our portfolio. Please forgive me. Um, but I am a designer. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff is the, the stuff there's pretty great. She just needs to put more great stuff on it. Yeah, the stuff from this year. I don't think we've done any. I don't think I've put anything from this yeah. year on there. Right. Well, Dana, thank you so much again. Yeah, uh, thank you. It's been great. And you know, we hope to see you again soon. I will be happy to be back whenever you like. Not as long as you don't wait for the group staff. Oh, man, that could take another year. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Hey, before we leave. Don't forget about this year's American Advertising Federation Houston Student Conference. We are back in person better than ever. Join us Friday, November 4th and Saturday, November 5th 
for this nationally recognized student-focused event. College students from District 10 compete in an advertising competition solving a real client's advertising challenge, then spend Saturday meeting with and learning from professionals from prominent regional agencies and brands. Once again, that is November 4th and 5th at Doubletree by Hilton in Greenway Plaza. Check out their Facebook for details on how to register for this incredible competition. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today. The Add to Houston Amigos podcast is produced at Radio Lounge. Add to Houston is a collaborative collective of young communication professionals aged 32 and under who are looking to make a difference in the industry. If you would like to become an Amigo, join us at addthenumber2houston.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at addthenumber2houston. Thank you for listening.